live. We like to say good morning, good morning, good morning to our online community. We like to say good morning to our local church family. We've been in battle this morning already. Amen. Amen. We've served notice on Satan. Amen. And we are at war with him. Amen. And we're pleading the blood of Jesus against him right now. We thank and praise God for your presence. We thank and praise God for your listening ear. We just pray that what the Holy Spirit brings this morning, that we will take it in and we will receive what the Lord has to say. We're excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. But we do know that it is wartime. Amen. I mean, Satan can't have our increase. He can't have our families. He can't have anything that God has blessed us with. Amen. He can't have nothing. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise if you believe that. Amen. If you believe that. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for it. Amen. Amen. To let the enemy know that nothing that God has given us he can have. Amen. And the, and the power of the blood is so powerful. It is powerful. And he will run Satan right straight back to hell from whence he came. Amen. Amen. And we're just excited about it. Now this morning we're getting ready for the word of God. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his words. If you pull on the man of God, if you pull on that spirit, I believe that word will come forth that's life changing. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we want to thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning, allowing us to go along our way, Father. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for all the many blessings that you have given us. And in Jesus' mighty and magnificent name, we give thanks unto you, our Holy Father. Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen again. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Joshua 1.8. The title of our message today is Set Up for Success. Set Up for Success. Yes, Lord. Joshua 1, verses 8. Once again, our title of this message today is Set Up for Success. And to take it a little bit further, <clears throat> good success. You know, there's two types of success. There's success and then there's good success. And the Bible in the book of Joshua speaks of good success. In the only time in the King James Version of the Bible that success is mentioned is in this passage. I want to read it to you right now. It says that this book of the law, not just any book, but this book. Of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, somebody say, then, that's a conjunction, for then thou shalt make thy way. Prosperous, and then thou shalt have what kind of success? Good. Good success. How do we do it? 
by meditating on this word both day and night and observing to do all according to all that is written therein. Amen. Flip with me over to Psalms 37 verses 23. The word of the Lord says here that the steps of a good man are ordered by who? By the Lord. Come on, church. The steps of a, what kind of man? man. Good man. That word is again, good, good success, good man. Are ordered by who? The Lord. And he, look at that word there, delighteth in his way. Amen? All right. Now, church, we're in a time where everybody is going through. But the time that we're going through is a setup for success. And I'm going to take you to the Word, and I'm going to show you in it, and then I'm going to give you some experiences that I've had, a couple of experiences maybe, lately, that proves the fact that we're being set up for success. First thing I want you to say to take note of this morning is to understand that you are not going to always be motivated. But that's not a negative. You're not going to always be motivated, but you're going to have to always be disciplined. Now, when your motivation fails you, your discipline will kick in. And still cause you to do that which you normally do when you're motivated. Why? Because you're disciplined. But if you're depending on just your motivation to have passion about something, you're not going to always be passionate about anything, but you're going to have to always be disciplined in order to make it come to pass. Amen? I'm just talking to you now. Now, this is a what we call a prophetic word today. And God is in the spirit of prophecy, and we're not talking about the spirit of prophecy for nature and what's going to happen or what's going to happen to the world or what's coming or anything. This is a prophecy for each individual in here and that's listening to the sound of my voice by way of the airways. Amen? So this prophecy today is... A prophecy for you because you've been set up for success. Now, check this out. There are certain things that must take place here. First of all, we got to learn how to sort things in our life and cast these things out. Will you move that for me, piano man? Will you move that for me? I forgot to move it. Thank you, sir. Now, there are things in life that we have to sort out, right? And the things that are not good in our life, we have to cast away, correct? After we sort things out in our life, we've got to learn how to prioritize. See, we've got a problem sometimes prioritizing things. Amen? When we don't prioritize ourselves, then what happens is we fall behind. You've got to prioritize. After you sort that which should be in your life, And keep it there. And then after you sort out what shouldn't be in your life or cast out, then we have to prioritize the things 
that should be left in our life. And then we have to sharpen ourselves with the word of God, right? So that the light of God will exist in us. Amen. And by sharpening ourselves with the word of God, we also raise ourselves and commit ourselves to an enhanced standard of professionalism. You see, like yesterday, uh, when, when, when the music minister was saying, we want to do things professionally, you know, you got to raise the bar. You got to raise the bar, you see, you, because you're being set up for success. Now, after that bar is raised, then you have to go to a thing called holding fast to it and sustaining it. You see, it ain't, it's more harder to keep the standard than it is to raise yourself to the standard. It's more easy or it's more harder to keep the money than it is to make the money. Amen? All right. That's the way it is with anything. So when we look at this, let's look at this thing called CIC, called kick. CIC, condition, interaction, and catalyst. Now, I'm going to break this down to you. I'm driving down the road. That's the condition. The condition that I'm in is I'm driving down the road. Amen? Amen. The interaction is that I'm coming to a stop sign and there's this lady fixing to cross over the road. Okay? That's the interaction. Because there's about to be an interaction between us. The catalyst is that I'm texting or I've got a phone up to my ear. Amen? That's the catalyst. Now, what happens is, because of this catalyst, guess what? I hit the woman. How do I keep from hitting the woman by removing the catalyst. Because the catalyst will keep you from getting to your destination. So whatever it is in our life today, whatever it is, we must sort out and cast out Whatever catalyst that's in our life that's keeping us and hindering us from getting to the place where we want to be in life. Amen. It could be anything. It could be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be your greed for money. It could be lust. It could be addictions of all kinds. It could be eating too much. It could be a lot of things. But whatever that catalyst is in your life, in order to succeed, you got to remove it. You see, in order for me not to hit that woman, I need to be paying attention to what I'm doing instead of being texted on the phone and using the phone. I'm just using that as an example because that's the catalyst, Reverend. That's the catalyst. So whatever it is that's a catalyst in our life, it has to be removed because God is setting us up for success. Amen? Amen. Now let me tell you something now. When you're dealing with success or the setup, 
the setup is going to be extremely difficult because the setup don't look like something that's going to help you to succeed. But while you're in the setup, there's going to be instructions given. And the instructions that are given will have to be exercised. For instance, our water broke again the other day. Same place where we had paid $1,000 out. Lasted about nine months. But they'd done a shabby job. Well, that was a setup. See, a setup don't look good. Listen to me, Chuck. We're talking about being set up for success here. When the water line broke, I didn't realize that God was setting me up. But he was. He was setting me up for success. So when I go out and I go next door to apologize to my neighbor because he and I are close. We're good friends. Matter of fact, we work on a job together now. And uh, he said, man, you ain't got to apologize. The water just broke and stuff, you know. And, I, and, and he said, you know what? He said, I had to go and get me a job because I got tired of being retired. I'm talking about set up. Now, I've been looking for a job, you know. So he started talking to me about, I said, well, when are you going to work? He said, next Monday. That was a week or two ago. So I said, where are you working? But he gets on his phone, and he tells me about the place. See, I'm being set up, right? Set up looked like something bad was happening, but all the time God was in this thing, you see. And he was moving me toward my goal to get a job, but I didn't know that at the time. So he's talking, right? So when he's talking to me about it, see, I'm listening, see, because in the setup, I told you, you're going to receive instructions. But if you don't do nothing with the instructions, just like if we don't do nothing with the instructions that we have in here give, being given out, if you don't do nothing with it, it doesn't work. And we continue to mope and wonder why we're being set up. We're being set up because God is setting us up to succeed. And he's waiting on us to adhere to the information that's given while you're in the setup so that you can succeed. So I followed through with the information that was given. Understand? You got to follow through now. And because of that, the job came. Suppose I wouldn't have followed through. You understand what I'm saying? In the setup, there's always going to be instructions given. But we have to take the instructions and we have to move forward. Because if we don't, what we'll be doing is we'll continuously be behind and we'll, we'll continuously be crying about how life is so unfair when God is always setting us up so that we can take it to the next level. So the word of the Lord says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But I could have just been a man and just heard and not done nothing with it. So God say the steps of a good man, not the steps of a man, but the steps of a good man. Why is he a good man? Because he's following orders. 
something that we hate to do. So we go over here to verse 30, uh, chapter 37, verses 4 and 5. And the word of God tells us that we should delight ourselves in the Lord. Uh-huh. And he, not you, but he shall give you the desires of your heart. He just said that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. See, if we delight ourselves in God, God will delight himself in us. You see, you see, it's, a, it's called a covenant. It's called a covenant. Now, how can two, Amos 3, 3, how can two walk together unless they agree? If you're in a relationship and you ain't walking together, you're in trouble. If you're in a job and you ain't walking together, you're in trouble. See, everything has an order to it. So he said, now look, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. See, these are these instructions. And he shall, he didn't say he might, he said he shall bring it to pass. If you commit yourself to him, if you delight yourself to him, if you, you know, trust in him. See, a lot of times when we get set up, hard times come, we stop trusting in God. Our faith gets slack. See, God don't like that. See, 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 a a low energized faith won't get you much. I'm going to say that again. A low, energized faith won't get you much. See, a lot of people right now, all over this nation, all over the world, but I'm just going to deal with this nation because we're dealing with us up in here. All over this nation, hard times are hitting people. But it's a setup for success. Because during that time, God is giving us instruction. That's why he said, go in your house, shut yourself down until this indignation passes over you. Because I want to talk to you. I got something I need to say to you. Don't worry about it. You're not going to lose no house. You're not going to lose nothing worth that you need. Just do what I tell you to do. And follow the instructions. So I said, now if you commit yourself to me, and if you trust me, I'll bring this thing to pass. Go to Revelation 1, verse 9. Revelation 1, verse 9. Can I get it, please? I, John, John means grace. It's the gift of God. Grace. Spirit of grace. I, John, who also am your what? Amen. And companion in what? Mm-hmm. See, you got to go through some things. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isles, which was in the way, 
that is called Patmos. Patmos means they're killing me. Amen. Why was they trying to kill him? For the, and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. See, that's why he went to Patmos. That's why you go to Patmos. That's why I go to Patmos. Because of the word of God. And the, the devil and religion is trying to kill us. Because they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Well, how many of y'all know that? John was being set up just like us. Because it was in John's heart. It was his desire to preach the word of God. Right? So God set him up for success. Put him on a house called Patmos, which means my killing. The killing me. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Jesus Christ stepped to him and started giving him instructions to do what? Write the book of Revelation. You see how God set him up for success? That was his desire to do more for God and, and get the word out to as many people as he did. The setup, what the devil thought was bad, God made it for good. Because right today, we still following the book of Revelation. Amen? Amen. Look how many people being reached. That's good success Amen. from being set up because they set him up to get him on the Isle of Patmos for preaching the word of God. Somebody tell me it's a set up in your life. You being set up. I'm being set up. But in the set up comes instruction because the word of God says here that in verses 10, that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and he heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, now here comes the instructions. Start writing, John. In other words, follow the instruction. In the setup, there's going to always be instructions given. So while you're going through, start listening to what God is saying. And then start appropriating yourself toward it. And he said, now, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. He didn't say it was going to be easy. It's going to be quite challenging. I'm on a job not as harder than I've ever done. Don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it. But I keep hearing God. I'm going to try. I wanted to walk off the other day. And, I, and then I, I got in my wall spirit and started hearing that song. This is war. You know, and I had to put my, I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not playing. I had, I had to suit up. I would either suit up or walk out. But if I walk out, then I'm going to miss the good success that God has for me. It ain't going to be easy in the setup. If you're going through, praise your way. Praise God. Give him thanks. Because you're just being set up for good success. Y'all need to hear that out there, world. You run around here worrying about Trump, worrying about Biden and all this old stupid, foolish stuff. What you need to be doing is listen to the instructions of God. But you know, these conservative, crazy Christians out here, and I don't even want to hear God. All they want to do is hear politics and bring God in it. 
lost your mind, your rabbit, you know what mind. Lost your rabbit a mind. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Went crazy with politics. And you can't hear God no more because you think the tree grows upside down. You don't realize that the tree still has to be rooted in the ground and go up. You think it grows upside down. You think you build a house from the top down. No, you build it from the bottom up. I hope I'm preaching some sense up in here today. I hope I am. Stay here. Revelation. I mean, Acts, the book of Acts, 1 through 4, tell you how, show you how Saul was set up and became Paul. It's a setup, people. And when it's a setup, it's difficult. But that's how you hear the instruction. <laughs> Look what Paul was doing. Acts, chapter 8. Verses 1 through 4. Can I get it, please? And Saul was consenting until his death. Talk about Stephen. They just had killed Stephen. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church. Somebody say the church was being set up. Where was it at? In Jerusalem. It was just at one spot. And it was in peace with God. Because Jerusalem means city of peace. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of praise, which is Judea, and Samaria, the watchtower, which is the soul, except the apostles. Everybody else is scattered, right? Verse 2, please. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Amen. Next verse. As for Saul, he made what? Havoc of the church. See, he was being set up, and the church was being set up too. Entering into every touch yourself. Touch yourself. All of y'all got a self. Touch yourself. All of y'all ain't got a self. Keep looking stupid. Ha! All y'all ain't got a self and don't want to, you know, don't want to follow instructions. Ain't we talking about following instructions? Yeah. Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you to cause you to believe a lie instead of the truth. Don't you know that you got the power of God in your hand and when you touch yourself, you can be an anointed one and you can get healed by your own touch and you won't even touch yourself. Because you're too ignorant to follow instructions. And that's what we were just talking about. Instructions. Huh? Looking at me stupid. And I'm constantly trying to, I'm trying to get you to heal yourself. You got so much pride, you ain't even got sense enough to touch yourself. Because you don't even believe you are knowing it. You run around here shooting blanks. Am I right about it, church? Huh? I should have to tell you two, three times to touch yourself, and then you still refuse? That's rebellion. That's 
sent a witch crowd, Bible said. Because <laughs> you won't even believe that you're capable. Huh? Says that he was, put it back up there, son. Said that he was wreaking havoc of the church. Entering into every. And holy what? Men and women committed them to prison. Huh? Took them out of their peace at Jerusalem and put them in prison. Put them in chaos. Put them in hard times. Put them in frustration. Put them in poverty. Put them in hunger. Put them in famine. Put them in all that. Therefore, look here, verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad, look what they did. Didn't I tell you it was a setup? They went everywhere preaching the word of God. You see, it was that desire to preach the word of God. That's why they were catching hell in the beginning. And what did God do? He set them up. Didn't I tell you that a setup ain't hard? It ain't easy. You got to come out your comfort zone when you set up, because now you got to do things. You know, you know. I had to come out my comfort zone, and I'll be a folder to get that water fixed again. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't fun, but it was necessary. Uh huh. It wasn't fun that they were being persecuted, church. It wasn't fun that their peace had been placed in prison. They were. On what you call a religious lockdown. Don't you know religion will lock you down? Huh? Yeah. But then came them being scattered. And what did they do? Continue to preach God's word. That's what you call good success. Set up for success. Amen. Y'all catching this now? Uh-huh. So don't worry about the hard times you're going through. Thank God for Because somebody said, it's a setup. That's what it is. It's a setup. Just open your ears and try to listen to the instructions and be faithful enough to God to trust him and commit your ways to him and delight yourself in him and do what he tells you to do. And he said, now, if you be willing, you will eat from the good of the land. He said, don't worry about it. If you're not able to do this or you're not able to do that, I'm going to accept you for what you are able to do because I'm able to do the rest of it in you. Now, Saul is being set up too. Let's move on to Acts, the 8th chapter. I mean, Acts, the 9th chapter, verses 1 through 11. Over there? Give me 9-1 Acts. And Saul, look at him. What was he doing? Breathing out what? Threats. <laughs> see, 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 old Saul. Old Saul, it pleased, when Saul saw that it pleased the people to kill Stephen. Oh, he really... Took it to another level. You know. 
But Saul was being set up too because you see, Saul through religion desired God. But the problem with Saul was religion. All he knew was the law. All he knew was what he knew. Brilliant man. But how many of y'all know you can be an educated fool? Hear my Lord. Educated fool. Well, Dr. Gamaliel was one too. He didn't even know that you could be born again. He said, God can a man go back up in his mother's womb and be Jesus looked at him and said, Come on, man. You're a doctor. And you well, what's going on with you, man? Sit down, let me teach you something. But he was really, he was teachable. You see what I'm saying? So Saul, he yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Went into the high priest. Next verse. He went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, which is the light, to the synagogue. Let me break this down before I I go any further. First of all, you got to understand that those letters represent something that's inscribed in your heart. Damascus is the road to light. Amen. Put it back up there, please. Damascus is the, the road to light. That word synagogue there mean that means the same thing as this house. House. See, you got to keep this thing spiritual. This ain't no brick and mortar thing. This is a spiritual thing. Am I right about it, really? All right, all right, all right. He said he desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, anybody preaching this Jesus thing, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. In other words, the devil want to bind your peace. Amen. The devil want to keep you in chaos. See, that's why the, 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 the government now is trying to keep everybody in. We got a leader that likes to keep everybody in chaos, division. But you see, you got to understand that Division comes from the devil. The Bible said God is not the author of confusion. But one of love, peace. He's a peace and love. He was being set up. Next verse. Saul. We done already seen that the church. Next verse, son. We done already seen that the church was set up and they were scattered and they went on doing their thing. But as he journeyed, watch this. He came near to the light, that Damascus, the road to light. And suddenly there shined about him a light from heaven. Next verse. And when that took place, he fell to the earth. In other words, he was humble. Do you not realize God will humble you? That's what the setup does. It's designed to humble you so that you can hear. See, he couldn't hear before, but he'll hear now. And he fell to the earth. And he, didn't I just tell you, here, here now. And I heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? Next verse. And he said, who art thou, Lord? See, he didn't even know who it was. And the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Next verse. And God talked to him. Didn't I tell you, God talked to you. In the setup. Somebody saying in the setup he will. Amen. He was going to do one thing, but he didn't know he was being set up. He was trying to kill the church and run them away and say, we can get them out of Jerusalem, you know, we'll be done with them. They went preaching more. 
all they did was like like them roaches, you know. They take crumbs and stuff to their buddies, you know. Or you can give them Jesus and give them roach powder, and they'll take that too. And you know what will happen. Lord, and he trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Oh, he's humble now, see. Amen. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Instruction. Next verse. And the men, we're going to finish early. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice. They ain't see nobody. Well, Paul ain't see nobody either afterward because he was blinded. Next verse. He was blind for three days. And Saul arose. Next verse. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand. And brought him into, somebody say the light. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to bring you into the light. That's the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Has to take your power in its hand. And lead you to that place of light. Because you can be in darkness so long. Living in darkness so long, do you really think it's all right? I've been there. The light ain't always on in your house. If you true, I'm talking about this house. You ain't always walking in the light. Matter of fact, you're probably walking in darkness more than the light. You just think it's the light. But God sees us different than we see ourselves and we see each other. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he leads him, he takes him to Damascus, or, or he takes him to the place. And verse 9 says, and he was there three days without sight, could see nothing. And he didn't eat nothing either, nor drink. And there was, verse 10, and there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. Ananias means, Ananias means God has graciously given. You see, Ananias is kind of skeptical about Paul. He said, ain't this the same one that's been persecuting the church? And the Lord goes on down to him and he tells him, look, he's a chosen vessel of mine. I'm separating you. You got to show him all the suffering and stuff that he must go through for me. The word Ananias means God has graciously given and that's exactly what God has done, not only to Paul, but to us. He has graciously given to us. I got one more setup of an experience, my own experience. 
that took place. Let me show you how God sets you up. Now remember now, when you're being set up, being in that setup is difficult. So we just need to understand that life is a setup. But it's there to bring us to good success. Amen? I remember when I was in prison last time. I've been a lot of times. Boy, I married Brennan. 2000, the year 2000. I was down there, Kirkland. Locked down. 24-7. Waiting to get shipped out. It's a true story. Show you how God set, set you up. And after about three weeks of being locked down, waiting on them folk to process you and stuff, you ready to get up out of there. Go, you, you ready to go anywhere. Because you tired of being in that little cell, you know what I'm saying? And they feeding you like a little dog, you know, bring you shooting it under there like you dog in a cage, like, like y'all feed, what's his name? Brucey, y'all ought to y'all be shame. Y'all ought to have Brucey eating at the table. <laughs> but anyway, they come, they load the buses up, everybody's shipping out, right? I get ready to step on the bus like this, one leg up. I felt the thing hit me in the chest. That was a guard's Palm. Say, hold up. You ain't finished processing yet. See, I was being set up. But do you think that I wanted to go back there knowing that it took three weeks in, the, in, in that? Do you have to go back and wait some? Do, do you, do you, that was hard. But I was being set up. So instead of me going to Waterloo, where they were going to send me, they sent me over here to Spartanburg. It was north side at that time. There's a place over here, a little prison called Northside near Livingston. Uh-huh. Brenda was going in preaching, see. See, it was all the setup. Because I had prayed six months earlier for a wife, specific type. No youngins at home, none of that. One that could cook good, you know. I told him what I wanted. I said, well, she don't have to look that good. Well, he gave me a good looking one anyway, you know. And everything else that I asked for. You see? But the setup came and then the instructions. In a dream, when I got to Northside, I had a dream that Thursday that God was going to send me a woman in there named Brenda. Well, that Saturday, Brenda comes in to preach the word of God. And I'm sitting at the pews, pews like this, but they didn't have no cushions on and I look over and look down, and I see her name on the Bible. Y'all, y'all see where they're going, don't you? I see her name on the Bible. Now, God done already told me he's going to send me a, a wife named Brenda. And all of a sudden, do you know how big my eyes got when I saw that name on that thing? But you got to be open to hear what God, I'm trying to tell y'all that you're going to be set, that you're being set up for success. But you got to go by the instruction. This ain't no fairy tale I'm talking to you. This is experience, what I know to be true. 
and it was difficult. Wasn't nothing easy about pulling her. But I pulled women all my life, and I pulled her. It took me six months. I wasn't writing letters. I was writing books. And I wasn't writing over no foolishness. I was writing the word of God. I was teaching her what she wasn't getting out here in the world. Because, see, I grew up, when I grew up, I grew up in a jail cell with God. God taught me. So I didn't have to go through all this religious garbage that, you know, all y'all got to break free from and stuff, you know. See, I, I didn't have to do that. I already knew what that word was saying. God was giving me understanding in that word. And when I put it up against what they were preaching, most of it was incorrect. Even the tribulation and what they call the rapture, which ain't biblical. But they done put that in their little thing. So, I stopped writing because it was hard. Didn't I tell you that the setup was going to be hard? After about six months, I got tired of that. Not answering me back, so I stopped writing. And she, after about two weeks, she came in there one Saturday, and she looked at me, and she was looking at me all crazy. Trying to figure out what's wrong with you. In some kind of way, we figured out that I, I figured out that I had stopped writing. You understand? And God said, now, now write her back. See, God had to humble her too. It wasn't just me that had to be humble. She had to be humble too. Because she thought that she was so caught up in the Lord that she didn't need no man. But God saw differently. I don't care how caught up you are in the Lord. You still need a man. I don't care how caught up you are. A man still need a good wife. Because the Bible said that uh, it ain't good for a man to dwell alone. Now, that's what the Bible says. But the Bible also says that the Lord brought the woman to the man. You see, see a lot of times we go and get them scallywags and bring them into the house. How about, huh? Am I? I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But I got to tell you the truth. See, the Lord is still in the business of bringing the woman to the man. I'm in jail. I couldn't get to her. He had to bring her to me. His word is true. Do you understand me, church? I said the Lord's word is true. Set up for success. Don't fret it. Just follow the instructions. Amen? Give God some praise in the house. Amen.